Hello, everyone. We are so excited to announce this year's Principles to Practice Summit on Montessori and Ecological Consciousness. Join us for this transformative summit, which brings together experts, scientists, activists, and educators to explore how Montessori education can nurture environmental stewardship in our students and cultivate a generation of sustainability leaders. Our lineup of speakers, including our keynote speaker, Robin Wall Kimmerer, will present practical strategies for seamlessly integrating Montessori principles with sustainable practices, empowering educators to foster environmentally aware and socially responsible learners. The summit will run June 17th through 19th, but tickets are available now. Head over to courses.trilliummontessori.org for more information. I'm Simi Abdullah, and I'd like to welcome you to Trillium Montessori Talks, the podcast where we dig into the theory and application of Montessori methodology in the classroom and beyond. This podcast is produced in cooperation with Letty Rising and other Trillium course creators. Our goal is to provide you with a weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can optimize the classroom experience for your students and yourself. Ready? Let's talk Montessori. Hello there. Welcome to Montessori Talks where we talk about all things related to the Montessori elementary environment. My name is Letty Rising, and I am hosting this podcast episode, where today we are going to be talking about, is it ever okay to praise a child? In Montessori training, most of us have been cautioned about offering praise to children. If you are new to Montessori, this might be a surprise because generally speaking, praise is something that we have been told is a good thing to offer children because the contrast to praise is punishment or criticism or things of that nature. Well, This whole idea of not offering praise to children flies in the face of what many of us grew up with, as it was implicitly communicated to most of us that praise was to be used as a measure of counteracting the previously more widespread phenomenon of punishment and criticism. After all, isn't it better to praise children rather than to punish them or criticize them? Isn't this a step in the right direction compared to how things used to be? Well, research has shown that when children are rewarded for a behavior, the behavior stops once the reward is withdrawn. So for example, if I'm a teacher and I give children a sticker or give them uh, points towards something that they're earning in the classroom or give them a piece of candy when they complete their spelling test or when they turn in their homework, then they're going to stop looking at the homework or the spelling test or any work they're doing as meaningful. 
And they instead are going to focus on the reward and the reward is going to be the goal, not having the goal of doing the actual work, which is what we want them to do is to take pleasure in that. So since praise is a form of reward, it goes without saying that saying something like good job or you're so smart can likely end up backfiring. Refraining from praise, especially if it's become almost instinctual to say something like good job or very good after a child does something can be really hard to do. In fact, it is so ingrained into cultures worldwide that it's one of the hardest habits for a new teacher to change. We use it as a tool to keep them doing things that we want them to do. And we also say it almost reflexively after a child does anything we deem as positive behavior and want to see more of. If we aren't saying these praise-laden phrases, then what do we replace them with? Well, we don't need to throw out the baby with the bathwater altogether. We have different ways that we can look at things that people might consider praise that actually aren't praise, they might be something a little bit different. Phrases such as good job or you're so smart are evaluative and they imply judgment. When children hear these words, there's a pressure to continue to live up to these expectations. Children who hear continuous evaluative praise grow to depend on external validation to tell them how they are doing. So they look outside of themselves to find out if what they are doing is right or wrong or good or bad versus being able to check in with themselves internally and ask themselves these questions. The Montessori approach is all about the child constructing themselves And therefore, we want them to develop an internal sense of self that isn't dependent upon the evaluation of others, even if those evaluations on the surface are positive and well-intentioned. In addition, evaluative praise is also vague and non-descriptive. The typical pat phrases don't offer a lot of information to the child and are often said in passing without conscious intent. I mean, how many of us just automatically and reflexively say, good job, good work, great. Those kinds of things come out of everybody's mouths often. A step up from evaluative praise is descriptive praise. Descriptive praise is often paired with a personal feeling that demonstrates effusiveness. For example, I can say, your painting is so beautiful. You are such a good artist, which will lead the child to become likely self-conscious in the future because now they have to live up to the image of being a good artist when all they were likely trying to do was to create something as an act of self-expression. The phrase that I just mentioned is evaluative in nature, and evaluative phrases are judgmental, and you could, instead of saying something like that, use a descriptive phrase and say, wow, 
your painting is beautiful. I see that you used a deep blue for the sky and a bright yellow for the sun. And look, this little red house is just right next to the mountain. In this instance, the child is not being evaluated. The painting, to an extent, is being evaluated. But then there are some specific words and phrases and examples given to describe what is seen. So this is definitely a step up from the evaluative praise, descriptive praise. So we are likely not going to be getting rid of praise altogether because, as I said, it is really conditioned inside of us. So you want to make sure that when you do offer words of praise, that you are using descriptive praise. So you are using words, describe what you see. A further step away from praising is to notice. For example, I could say, wow, I see lots of bold, brilliant colors in this painting. I see a deep blue sky up here and a bright yellow for the sun. And look at this little red house. As you can see, there is no praising in any part of this sentence. I didn't say their painting was beautiful. I didn't say they did a good job. I am just simply noticing and commenting on everything that I notice. This falls in line with our emphasis in Montessori on observation. To observe is to notice. And in this situation, the guide is commenting on what they are noticing. A particularly effective strategy is to pair noticing with a question. For example, you might want to say something like this. Wow, look at all of the brilliant colors you used in this painting. I see that you have a little red house right here. Do you know anyone who lives in a little red house? And then the child can respond. Children feel very seen when you not only noticed them and comment using descriptive language in regards to what you notice, but they also really appreciate it when you ask curiosity questions about them and their work. Now let's talk a little bit about praise versus compliments. In an online Montessori teachers group that I am a part of, someone once asked a question about whether or not it is okay to compliment a child when they initiate a question that would elicit a compliment. For example, if a child says, do you like my new shirt? When considering the notion of refraining from praising or complimenting children, I have stopped short of eliminating it entirely from my conversations because doing so feels a little bit artificial, contrived, robotic. I believe that the blanket proclamation of don't praise the children in the Montessori community has sometimes resulted in adults withholding connection from children. Children make bids for connection in a variety of ways, and asking us these kinds of questions is one way that they do. If I respond with, I love your shirt, it doesn't have the same meaning as good job. The former is a compliment, and the latter is an example of praise. In other words, there would be a difference between me saying, your painting is wonderful, you are such a good artist, and I love your painting. 
The first is an evaluation. And the second is an expression of feeling. And we as teachers are allowed to have feelings. We're allowed to see something that's beautiful and say that we love it. The thing is, is that it's important that that's genuine and coming from your heart and that you're not saying it in order to get the child to do something because the children sense when we have an agenda and you and your effusiveness when you compliment needs to be authentic and real. So let's talk about building connections. When saying anything to children, it's really important to ask yourself, am I building a connection or am I fostering a pattern of dependency? Responding to a child's query about their outfit is an example of an interaction that is commonly seen between two people. However, if you find yourself in a situation where a child is coming to you every day asking for some sort of affirmation, whether it be if you like their shoes or if you think their illustration looks good, then they are demonstrating a dependence on external affirmation. This is a signal that they might need some support on developing their capacity for self-affirmation. This does not mean that you would want to withhold what the child is asking for in the moment. I would still respond. I would work more at engaging the child I would ask them if they like their outfit, what their favorite part of the outfit is, and et cetera. And I would also identify other ways that we could possibly connect besides talking about their clothing. And then I would initiate different kinds of conversations. So for example, if a child comes up to me every day and asks me if I like their shoes or I like their dress then I'm going to want to make a point to, in neutral moments, go up to the child and say, show me some work that you've been doing. I'd love to see some of your illustrations and have them show that and say, wow, look at these amazing colors that you've used and look at your report that you wrote. I remember last week we were practicing on quotations with dialogue or using proper punctuation and look, It's happening right here. So I would really be wanting to engage them in their work or in their interactions with other people and not be talking about surface topics like their clothing. But I'm nor am I going to ignore them or belittle them or kind of push that aside because that's important and they're asking for it. So we're going to give them what they need and slowly wean them off of those things by talking about other things as well. So when considering your interactions with children, it's important to look deeply into blanket statements about how to communicate with children. When we hear the command, don't praise children, There are definite reasons why praising children isn't aligned with our overarching goals of wanting children to become independent, self-directed people who construct themselves through work and connection with others. However, refraining from praise means we need to replace it with something else, and that something else is connection. Children need to feel our warmth, our love, and our care, 
And they also want to know that we are there to celebrate their joys with them. Pairing noticing statements with questions gives the child a meaningful, authentic connection that shows them you are not only seeing them and paying attention to them, but also taking time to ask them questions that indicate to them that you are interested in knowing more about them as a person. And this simple strategy is more impactful and effective than praise will ever be. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Montessori Talks, and I look forward to having you join me in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to Trillium Montessori Talks. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love the practical and actionable classroom management advice in the Montessori Principles to Practice webinar libraries. Head to trilliummontessori.org forward slash podcast for details and to learn about all the ways we can help you optimize your Montessori work. We'll be back soon with more Montessori inspiration. In the meantime, please help other Montessori guides find this podcast by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening platform. Thank you for being a part of the Trillium community.